98K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Sean Kennedy. The headlines. Hong Kong stocks lose almost 2% as Asian stocks go into reverse after big falls on Wall Street. Cathay Pacific faces tough questions over why it took months to reveal a huge data breach. And lawyers for the MTR and Leighton challenge a witness who says he saw workers cutting short steel reinforcing bars at Hong Kong Station. A local analyst says he expects the stock market to bottom out at around 24,000 points after the Hang Seng Index dropped almost 2% this morning. Markets around the world have slumped after a punishing overnight session on Wall Street that saw major US indices wipe out all their, 200, their 2018 gains. Japan up and down more than 3% and Australia fell 2%. Analysts say rising interest rates and the trade war with China are all factors behind market nervousness. Francis Lun is from GEO Securities. The global market route started in Asia and it continued into Europe and also the U.S. And of course, U.S.-China trade war with the rising interest rate and investors are switching their money from stocks into bonds. So that is why you see the massive sell-off across the world. And Hong Kong just follow everybody else. But we are very close to the bottom. I think we may have about another 500 points to go. The short time ago, the Hang Seng Index was at 24,762. That's down 487 points. Tokyo's benchmark index was off 3%. Australia was down 2.3%. South Korea's KOSPI was off almost 2%. And Taiwan was down 2.2%. The Privacy Commissioner, Stephen Wong, says it's unethical of Cathay Pacific to announce a data breach months after it was detected, although he acknowledged the company hadn't broken the law. Shares in the Hong Kong carrier have plunged 6.5% after it admitted that a data leak affected up to 9.4 million passengers. Mr Wong says it's not mandatory for companies here to report such incidents, but they're currently reviewing the laws. He said one option was to follow the European Union, where data leaks must be reported within 72 hours. There is no breach of the law, but no, I think the expectation of the customers would be that they should do what they ought to in that it's ethical for them to notify or publish the findings, the loss of the data breach you know, as soon as possible. IT sector lawmaker Charles Marcus questioned whether the Cathay Pacific data breach is linked to its large-scale layoff of IT staff last year. He says he's unconvinced by Cathay's explanation for the delay in reporting the incident. Its chief customer and commercial officer, Paul Liu, told an RTHK programme this morning that Cathay wanted to find out exactly what happened first and didn't want unnecessary, unnecessary alarm. Mr Mock said that wasn't a good excuse. I think no privacy commissioner or police would tell you that you need to do your internal investigation before you report. This is not, I think, a good explanation or a good excuse. I would also caution, you know, companies that they are not just only answerable to the Hong Kong law enforcement agency, the privacy commissioner. They are actually also responsible for international business like Cathay Pacific. Actually, they are responsible, uh, accountable to all the regulators around the world. Civic Party lawmaker and pilot Jeremy Tam says the airline should clarify how many people have actually had all of their personal details stolen, saying that would ease public concern. As far as I understand, the information hack is something like, for example, you know, your phone number. They managed to steal something like four digits out of the eight. However, I believe Cathay Pacific should come out and give more details on how complete are those information stolen. 
if you talk about 9.4 million of people, if the full set of the information being stolen, then it's a very serious event. Lawyers for the MDR Corporation and Leighton, the main contractor working on the Shaten to Central Link pro- project at Hong Hom, have been going all out to challenge the credibility of one of the witnesses at the ongoing Commission of Inquiry. The construction worker claims to have personally seen staff cutting short steel reinforcement bars. Maggie Ho reports. Ian Budd, who works for a latent subcontractor, China Technology, had earlier told the inquiry into alleged shoddy construction at Hong Hum MTR station that he saw workers cutting short steel bars in September 2015. While he didn't try to stop them, he said he had a feeling what they were doing was wrong. But lawyers for the MTRC and Leighton pointed out discrepancies between the witness testimony and written statements by China Technology boss Jason Poon. Among other things, Leighton's lawyer, Queen's Counsel Sean Wilkin, noted that in Mr. Poon's statement, he said the witness told him that he had tried to stop the workers. Responding to this, Mr. Butt told the hearing that he couldn't actually remember whether he had made an attempt to intervene or not. Mr. Poon's statement said he was informed of the incident by Mr. Budd in early September 2015 during a lunch meeting. However, Mr. Budd only started working at the site in the middle of that month. Mr. Butt's own statement made no mention of a lunch meeting at all, the lawyer told the inquiry, adding that if Mr. Butt was being honest with the commission, he would have brought it up. In response, Mr. Butt said if it's not in a statement, then it's not in a statement. He'd previously confirmed that everything Mr. Poon had said in his statement was true, but later he admitted that he couldn't possibly confirm every detail because he wasn't present on all the occasions Mr. Poon referred to. When asked whether he knew that defective steel bars were not replaced before concrete was poured over them, Mr. Budd said he couldn't be sure. The hearing continues. And the MTR Corporation suspects malfunctioning overhead cables caused a one-hour service disruption on the Chongquano line this morning. The first train leaving from Polam was stuck and that delayed trains between Polam and Hanghao. Free shuttle buses were provided shortly after a signalling fault on the adjacent Kuantong line slowed down trains, adding an extra 12 minutes to the overall journey time. Police have arrested six investment agents on suspicion of involvement in a London gold scam in which nearly $7 million has been lost. Officers say the agents made cold calls to 19 customers allegedly claiming to be selling saving plans offering stable returns. When the victim signed documents authorising the agents to invest on their behalf, this allegedly involved trading in London gold, which is not regulated locally. Police say this is the second round of arrests involving the firm that employed the agents, and more could follow. Donald Trump has described the sending of pipe bombs to leading Democrats, including Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton, as an attack on democracy. Addressing an election campaign rally, he said Americans shouldn't let differences tear them apart. He urged the media to adopt what he called a civil tone, saying they shouldn't spread false stories. As part of a larger national effort to bridge our divides and bring people together, the media also has a responsibility to set a civil tone and to stop the endless hostility and constant negative and oftentimes false attacks and stories. Have to do it. Have to do it. Mr. Trump has repeatedly described one of the targets of the pipe bombs, CNN television, as fake news. Earlier, in an apparent reference to Mr. Trump, the governor of New York condemned overheated rhetoric that encouraged violence. For his part, New York's Mayor Bill de Blasio described the packages as acts of terrorism. 
What we saw here today was an effort to terrorize. This clearly is an act of terror attempting to undermine our free press and leaders of this country through acts of violence. President Trump has signed into law a series of measures aimed at tackling the surge in opioid addiction in the U.S. The legislation has the support of Republicans and Democrats and will make treatment for addicts more widely available. Last year, about 48,000 people in the U.S. died from overdoses involving opioids. Speaking alongside the president in Washington, the First Lady Melania Trump said more needed to be done to prevent such deaths. Law enforcement needs our support and the resources necessary to stop criminals from putting drugs on the streets. Those who are addicted need the support and guidance to know they are fighting a disease and should not be ashamed. Trade ministers from 12 countries and the European Union are meeting in Canada for talks on reforming the World Trade Organization. China and the US have not been invited. Here's the BBC's Jonathan Josephs. Hundreds of billions of dollars worth of goods have been slapped with import tariffs this year as the US and China fight out a trade war. Against this backdrop, there have been growing calls to make the World Trade Organization more effective in solving disputes. It's been hobbled by President Trump blocking the reappointment of judges to its dispute resolution panel and weighed down by all 164 members having a veto. Canada is trying to take the lead in bringing about change. At a gathering in Ottawa, it also hopes to come up with proposals to make sure that countries do better at sticking to the existing rules. The Crown Prince of Saudi Arabia has spoken publicly for the first time about the murder of the journalist Jamal Khashoggi, describing the crime as painful to all Saudis. Mohammed bin Salman told a business forum in Riyadh that those responsible would be punished. Mr Khashoggi was killed inside the Saudi consulate in Istanbul three weeks ago in what President Erdogan of Turkey has called a premeditated political murder. Here's the Crown Prince. The crime was really painful to all Saudis, and I believe it is really painful to every human being in the world. It is a heinous crime that cannot be justified. Today, Saudi Arabia is carrying out all the legalities to finalize the investigations. The head of a United Nations investigation in Myanmar says Rohingya Muslims still living there continue to suffer what he called genocide. Mazuki Darusman said Rohingyas in Rakhine State faced a human rights catastrophe which was foreseeable and planned. Speaking at the UN in New York, he criticized Myanmar's government and its de facto leader Aung San Suu Kyi for refusing to acknowledge the problem. He said Rohingyas were being treated appallingly. I stress that atrocities continue to take place today. Even until this very moment, the remaining Rohingya community continues to suffer the, the most severe restrictions, the, the most severe oppression, and nothing has fundamentally changed over the past one year. Plans have been announced in the United Arab Emirates for the building of the world's first ultra-fast transport system known as the Hyperloop. A US firm says it, t- it intends to start work on the project next year. Here's the BBC's Alan Johnson. Hyperloop technology involves passenger-carrying pods being suspended by magnets in an airless tube. In this frictionless atmosphere, speeds of more than a 1,000 kilometres an hour are possible. There's been much experimentation and theorising, but now the Emirate of Abu Dhabi plans to put the system to use. It'll be the first commercial venture of its kind anywhere in the world. 
passengers will be able to travel on a 10-kilometre-long Hyperloop track in an area that has an international airport and an exhibition centre. And with the sport, here's Adam Chung. The Boston Red Sox are halfway to their fourth baseball championship title in 15 seasons. They came from behind to beat the Los Angeles Dodgers 4-2 and now lead the World Series two games to none. Pitcher David Price worked six innings, allowing just two runs on three hits to record his first World Series win as a starter. Boston made their comeback in the fifth inning. Down by a run, Steve Pierce drew a bases-loaded walk from Ryan Matson, who came in to relieve starter Hyun Jin Ryu. The next batter, J.D. Martinez, broke the tie with a two-run line drive to opposite field. Boston's bullpen silenced the Dodgers' bats. Craig Kimbrell worked a perfect ninth inning to close out the win. The best-of-seven series moves to L.A. for the next three games starting Saturday morning Hong Kong time. Next to football's European Champions League, where Liverpool were the big winners last night, they thumped Red Star Belgrade 4-0 at Anfield. Mohamed Salah scored twice and became the quickest Liverpool player to score 50 goals for the club. Roberto Firmino and Sadio Mane were also on target. Liverpool lead Group C by a point over Napoli. The Italians drew 2-2 with Paris Saint-Germain. Liverpool boss Jurgen Klopp says the group stage is far from over. We are not through yet, eh? so this group obviously stays exciting until the end. That was, um, I thought, pretty clear immediately after the draw. Um, But you cannot do more than win your own games. Barcelona have three wins from three after they beat Inter 2-0 in a clash between the top two in Group B. Rafinha and Jordi Alba score for Barcelona. Lino Messi set out this game with a fractured arm. Tottenham will feel they should have been closer to second place than Inter in the race for the last 16. Spurs were up 2-1 at PSV Eindhoven, but then they had goalkeeper Hugo Lloris sent off with 11 minutes remaining. PSV scored on the man advantage to salvage a 2-2 draw. Spurs boss Maurizio Pochettino felt the red card against Loris was rather harsh. Only the, the player that are playing on the pitch can make a mistake. If I am sitting here, it's difficult. Or sitting on the dugout, it's difficult to make a mistake. And football is about made a mistake. But in that in that case, I think it wasn't a mistake. It was an action that was sent off. That happened a lot in in football. You know, need to apologize myself or or the team. Borussia Dortmund top Group A with their third straight win. They beat second place Atletico Madrid 4-0. Monaco and Club Bruges drew one all. Porto beat Lokomotiv 3-1 to top Group D and it finished goalless between Schalke and Galatasaray. And that's your look at sports. And to end the news, the top stories once again. Hong Kong stocks lose almost 2% as Asian markets go into reverse and Cathay Pacific faces tough questions over why it took months to reveal a huge data breach. The news from RTHK. With music, news and information, this is Radio 3.
Go back.